Hi, welcome to Heart of the South Outdoors podcast. In this podcast, you'll hear us talk about hunting, fishing, the outdoors, and great food. I'm your host, Bo Sanders, and joining me is your co-host, Zach Fish. Alright, welcome back to another episode of Heart of the South Outdoors podcast. In today's podcast, we have a special guest joining us. We have Michael Hunsucker of Heartland Bowhunter. How are you doing today, Michael? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Um, thank you for coming on. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I, uh, I, my partner and I, Sean, um, have been doing Heartland Bowhunter on Outdoor Channel. We uh, kind of hard to believe we're putting together our 13th season right now. So, uh, we've been producing hunting content and uh and and capturing hunts on video for a long long time even before we started doing the show so um it's kind of kind of crazy to to think about you know think back when we were first just getting started how long it's been so how did how exactly did you get started in the outdoor industry if you don't mind me asking um so we got started in the industry actually um manufacturing tree arms so Sean's dad owns a machine shop and, uh, we actually started manufacturing and selling tree arms because that was kind of our core focus was the filming side of things and the production side of things. And, uh, so we started doing that and got to know some people that were producing, uh, other shows or other TV shows and kind of, uh, got to lay the land that way. But our, our initial, our initial, uh, foot in the door was, was through the tree arms. I gotcha. So, when you got your foot in the door, what was your next step? Did you just start filming or did you go get contacts like you said? Uh, I mean, yeah, we, we had been filming for a while and, and uh, initially we were planning on, um, you know, creating video content to promote the tree arm. So like, we wanted to mm-hmm. kind of get some of the highest quality, best content we could get. And, um, we got, we, you know, we got to a point to where we're like, man, like we can, we, we could actually, you know, produce a show, um, rather than just producing, you know, online video content for the, for the tree arm, we kind of saw an opportunity, uh, to kind of run with it. And there was really nobody at the time was really, you know, putting much effort into the, um, you know, the production side of things, you know, nobody was telling stories right back then. Nobody was really um, you know, putting much into the production quality. So we kind of saw an opportunity with that and, and, uh, kind of ran with it and the rest is history. It flew by, it uh, blew up quick and things got, you know, got serious quick. It was, it was definitely interesting to be, be a part of that and, and, uh, see that grow and happen so quickly. Yeah. That's one thing I really appreciate, appreciate about y'all's show. It's just the quality. Y'all have some of the most top notch quality that I've ever seen in the hunting industry when it comes to y'all's video footage, just the storylines y'all put together is absolutely bar none. And Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's definitely been our focus since day one. And y'all have just been doing that ever since, what, how long have y'all been filming? Just an estimate, maybe. Um, yeah, Sean and I actually kind of grew up together, went to middle school together, and started actually filming hunts in, in high school. Um, mostly just, you know, 
handy cam stuff, just uh, kind of share with friends and family. But that's mm-hmm. what got our got us started and got us hooked on it was just the initial the initial excitement around capturing a hunt a successful hunt on video and being able to show uh, friends and family. Yeah, I kind of know where you're coming from a little bit there. Me and my buddy from college, we've done a little bit of filming, and it's just cool to get that footage of it doesn't matter what you're hunting just that footage just to be able to share with your friends and your family and whoever may want to watch it i'm not really particular on who watches it it's just cool to be able to share that aspect from your side of things yeah it's super rewarding man it's just uh it's just one of those processes that it is a lot of work too you know it's it's uh takes a lot of time and effort and um a lot of extra steps go into it on top of uh on top of just the hunt itself but at the end that's what kind of makes it more rewarding yeah there's definitely a lot of extra steps it's easy just to slip out there with a gun or a bow and jump in a tree stand but we start dragging camera equipment along it has a whole new degree of a whole new element of difficulty i guess you could say no doubt that's one thing i've discovered in filming the past couple years is that when you drag that camera along, that's extra movement that you have. And the deer can pick up on that so much easier. Whereas if you're just sitting still with your gun or rifle in hand, ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. There's been, I mean, who knows how many hunts have, have, uh, <laughs> have been ruined by having the extra person twice the amount of scent, twice the amount of movement. I mean, obviously they're the ones we know there's the ones that we know about, but there could be even more that we don't even know about. So it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's definitely a sacrifice and it, you know, for us starting out too, you know, um, filming each other, Sean and I were just filming each other. Uh, most of our guys on our team are, we, we kind of have a team aspect to where, you know, two guys paired together, basically film each other. Well, you're asking, you know, you're asking that other person to give up half of their time hunting, you know, to sit in the stand with you to film. And, um, you know, some people just can't quite get past that. You know, some guys just only have so much time and they want to hunt for themselves and that's, that's fine. But, um, the guys that are in it for the right reasons, they know, uh, being behind the camera is, is literally just as exciting. And, and, um, you know, you should get that same rush and it's just, it's so, so exciting being behind the camera as well. Yeah. You get to share in the excitement just as much as if you were the one actually pulling the trigger yep. and you can't ask for much more, much more than that. That's, that's the, that's, that's hunting. Just yeah, being able exactly. to share that excitement to me. So I know y'all have like behind the draw and what's y'all's other different aspects of Heartland bow hunter that y'all have. Uh, so we, so we have the, uh, we have a TV show. We produce 13 original episodes for outdoor channel. And then we, uh, we produce two different digital series for, um, all online. Um, uh, one is called full strut that's coming up. Um, we're getting ready to get ready to launch the uh, new season coming up uh, next Sunday and then, or actually this Sunday. And then, uh, and then, uh, behind the draw is our big game series that we release, uh, in the fall. Now each of those is about 10 episodes a piece. Um, so we do the, the 13 TV episodes and about 20 digital episodes. So when y'all are recording or when y'all are releasing the episodes, is that pre-recorded stuff or are y'all recording as y'all go? Um, it's, yeah, it's about a year. Um, it's about a year later. So like full strut, the episodes that'll be coming out, um, coming up are from last spring. So, um, there's just no way that we can turn, turn around the, the, 
quality of content that we strive to produce, uh, you know, in, in a, in a, that short of a time frame. Mm-hmm. So, um, all the content that we released this year in 2019 was, or 2020 was filmed in 2019. I got you. So when did y'all's season start for this upcoming Turkey season? Are y'all about to kick that off? Or have y'all already kicked that off? Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're getting ready, uh, getting ready to kick it off soon. We were supposed to go to Florida here um, in about a week and uh, start start our first hunt. And I don't want to dwell on the on the coronavirus situation on this podcast necessarily, but yeah, uh, yeah I don't think that's going to be happening. So, um, fortunately, we live in a pretty awesome area to be able to hunt. Um, you know, Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, all within like a little over an hour and a half drive. I mean, we're just right here in a great great area for turkeys so wow uh, we'll, we'll definitely be hunting nebraska and kansas for sure and missouri that sounds like a blast our turkey season down here in georgia is actually kicking off tomorrow so i'm gonna go out and try to do a little scouting tonight and hopefully you be able to jump on one first thing in the morning um are yeah, y'all heck yeah that's awesome i know i see some some guys youth hunting down there in georgia looked like yep it's youth season started last weekend so it gives them a little bit of an advantage and then adult season starts this weekend, and it's going to be packed. I'm going to try to hunt some national forest, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, cool. Awesome, now, man. Uh, are y'all strictly, I know it says in the name, but are y'all strictly bow hunting? Y'all ever do any rifle or shotgun hunting? Uh, yeah, pretty. we're pretty much primarily bow hunting. I mean, occasionally... Um, you know, I've shot a couple turkeys over the past few years uh, with a gun, just uh, just because it's fun to switch things up every now and then. But I haven't shot a deer. <clears throat> Man, I don't I don't remember the last deer that I shot uh, with a rifle. It's been a been a long time. I'm I'm just a big big proponent of bow hunting and archery hunting and getting in close, and it's just a whole different experience in my opinion. So I absolutely love it. That it is. Uh, I don't do a whole lot of archery hunting, but I do have a bow, and I break it out maybe twice a year. And that's only because I was at school most of the time. And when I, when I come home to hunt, it's time to bust it and do a little meat hunting. So that's when I grab that rifle and go out and get the job yep. done. And yep. Nothing wrong with that. And Not Georgia, at all. And Georgia, you never know where they're going to step out. They could be five yards. They could be 400. It's right. Just, that's how they are. Yeah. So, I've never, yeah, I've never hunted, hunted Georgia, but I, I've, uh, I've, I've seen a lot of it. And I understand the terrain and the timber; it's just different. So, hunting the Midwest, like y'all, is it easier? Would you say it's easy to pattern deer out there? Um, I mean, it's definitely easier than certain areas. I mean, you know, we and here in Missouri, we got a just a vast lot of different terrain. Um, so I mean, there's definitely certain areas that are that are more conducive to, to patterning whitetails for sure. Um, you know, uh, we've hunted, uh, we hunt a lot in Western Kansas and areas where there's just not a lot of timber and it's a lot of open ground and a lot of draws, a lot of pinch points. Um, so there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely areas that are make things a little easier than others. Um, but each kind of has each terrain kind of has its own challenges and difficulties. It seems like, so, um, that's kind of the cool thing about hunting, you know, whitetails can thrive in so many different environments. And mm-hmm. same thing with mule deer. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to hunt a lot of different states, a lot of different areas. And, um, you know, it's it's cool to see how you can hunt the same species, but in an, almost a completely different way in a completely different area. 
Mm-hmm. So have y'all ever considered a hunting trip down to Georgia possibly? You know, I, uh, I have not ever, you know, had a, had an opportunity to, to, to hunt down there. We do produce, uh, we produce a show called the Lindsay way for mm-hmm. Jeff and David Lindsay. And, uh, they are two guys that live in Iowa, but they're originally from Georgia and have a farm down there and they manage that farm. And it's, um, it's really, really good. They kill some really nice bucks, especially for Georgia. So, um, you know, those are, those are kind of, uh, some of the only people that I'm close to that, that do some hunting down there in Georgia, but, um, I'm always up for new experiences and, and, and trying new stuff out. So I'm sure I'll make it down there eventually. Mm-hmm. You should hit them up and like, Hey man, you know that show I produced for you? Yeah. <laughs> Let me handle it a little bit, will you? Yeah. 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 Oh, um, they're great people. I'm sure they, I'm sure they would, they would, uh, they, uh, we've been, I've been lucky enough to hunt on their Iowa farm a couple different times and, um, they've been super, super nice and let me hunt there. And those, those guys know what they're doing, man, when it comes to management and, mm-hmm. and growing big deer, that's what, uh, that's their specialty. So it's pretty cool yeah. to, uh, to be a part of that for sure. That That is, it's awesome. Just the hunting industry is just so wide and just being able to get, get in contact with guys like that who just know how to grow those giants and just be able to produce them year after year. And it's just amazing to me, just the vastness of the hunting industry and how you can go with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, There's being in uh, South, South, Southern Iowa doesn't, doesn't hurt. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Beautiful place. (laughs) No, it doesn't. In Georgia, we're kind of limited. Now we can grow some big deer down here. It's just, you've got to have land and the knowledge on how to do that. So now do y'all do, Y'all do mostly tree hunting, hunting out of tree stands and stuff, or do y'all prefer hunting from ground blinds, or do you have a, that preferred method that you use? Oh, man, whatever whatever gets us kind of close, closest and puts us in the best position to be successful, I feel like, uh, you know, we, we, we do a lot of a lot of tree stand hunting, um, although I will say lately, you know, we've, over the past, you know, three or four years, we've gotten a lot more into the ground blind side of things, um, mm-hmm. using hay bale blinds a lot and using... Um, you know, some of the redneck, you know, uh, tower blinds, um, just because, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of positives to, to being in the blind. I mean, the, the scent control is usually quite a bit better. They're easy to get in and out of, you know, we always got two guys, camera guys, equipment, all that, all that stuff. And so, um, they are a little more easier to hunt out of, but then also hunting with, um, you know, a lot of our, uh, wives hunt, our kids hunt, um, or we have people come in from out of town. And so like, you know, that's the convenience of, of being able to get multiple people in a blind and kind of conceal all the, the movement and conceal a lot more of the scent. Um, there is a lot of advantage to, to ground blind, but to me, uh, it just being out there in the elements in the, in the stand in the middle of November during the rut, like that's kind of picturesque whitetail hunting for me, for sure. Yeah. I bet you get cold days up there in Iowa and Kansas and stuff. Oh yeah. True. That's true too. You know, there's, you know, we, we, you know, we pray for cold weather, you know, late season hunting over crops and we, we want the coldest, coldest, cold fronts, you know, teens, single digits, whatever it may be blowing snowy. And yeah, it doesn't hurt when you're in a blind and you got a Mr. Buddy heater running in the blind, keeping you warm like that. That's awesome to be able to be comfortable for sure. Georgia, we're lucky if we get 30 degrees weather, we're lucky this past year, we probably got maybe half a dozen frost. Yeah, it just yeah, definitely it mild, mild winter, for, winter us for us too. Yep, same same here. We uh, I got bucks that are still holding. Actually, some of the 
some of the bigger deer on some of our properties still are holding their antlers, haven't dropped them yet. So, wow, that's that's honestly surprising. I know it. I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm waiting for them to drop. Yeah, I go I pick seen, them up. <laughs> our trail cameras, we haven't picked up any antlers, so I think they pretty much all dropped by now. Good deal. Yeah, you guys will be they'll be growing back before long. It's probably getting hot down there now. <laughs> yeah, I man, it's already hitting in the 80s right now, and. Jeez. Turkey season is here. Snakes are crawling. That's nuts. That's nuts. So what kind of recommendations would you have for new hunters? That's kind of one thing I'm gearing towards this, this podcast towards is kind of the new hunters and just getting started. What would you recommend towards a new hunter? Oh, man, being being a new hunter now is nowadays is, is so much... Um, you know, so much easier than trying to get into the hunting game, you know, years and years ago, right? Like this day and age, there's so much information out there that, um, you know, anybody can hop on the internet, um, browse forums, look online, watch videos. I mean, you can learn so much about hunting so easily. Um, you know, when I, when I first got started hunting, I didn't know anybody who, who archery hunted. Um, my dad got me started into, into rifle hunting and, um, you know, Sean and I met in, in middle school and, um, once I got more serious into the rifle or into hunt, into, into the gun hunting, him and I kind of naturally gravitated, you know, towards one another with both mm-hmm. being bow hunters. So I, I had picked, I had picked up a bow and, um, <clears throat> you know, basically just kind of taught myself, started learning and started shooting and probably taught myself some, some bad habits and doing stuff the wrong way. But it, you know, I was, I was 12 years old, wasn't too, too concerned. I was just wanting to get out there and have a good time and hunt. And, um, uh, and so, you know, Sean and I kind of started hunting together and, and kind of learning with each other kind of together. And then, you know, um, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't the ton of information like there is nowadays. So it's pretty cool to, to have that information right at your fingertips. So I would encourage new hunters to, you know, don't be, don't be shy. Don't be afraid to get out there and try it. Um, you know, the, the, the information's out there and, and available. So you can, you know, you can learn a lot from that information, but nothing, nothing kind of replaces time in the field. And, um, so getting out there time and, and spending time in the field and, and learning on your, you know, firsthand on your own, that's the, the best experience you can ask for as a hunter. So, um, but it's, it's, it's a cool, it's a incredible sport. It's, it's a, it's a lifestyle for me and for a lot of guys who, who hunt as seriously as we do. And, um, it's definitely, you know, changed, changed the, my life for sure. in the way that I look at, uh, a lot I of definitely things. agree with you about getting out there and just, just learning how animals operate. For me, it started off when I was squirrel hunting, when I was a kid and just learning how squirrels operate and just their movements, their, their barks, just the different things about them. And then as I got into squirrel hunting, that translated over into deer hunting and just getting out there and uh-huh. learning the learning the deer and how they move throughout the woods and try to try Georgia's different, but try to establish the patterns that they may have. If you can find a, a pattern, that's their weak spot. And that's just kind of how I've yep. grown into hunting. And I bought a little camcorder and I started filming and I enjoyed doing this kind of stuff. It's just, you got to start somewhere and, I just started. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the number one, 
you know, the number one thing of, is just getting started, just making that first leap. And, um, you know, for a lot of people, I mean, there, there may be people that are, you know, uh, you know, in their mid thirties or, you know, older, you know, that haven't ever hunted yet. And, um, I think it can be kind of tough for somebody, you know, that age to be like, okay, like if you don't have, you know, if you don't, you know, you feel bad asking, you know, somebody to mentor you or take you or, or you, or you, you know, you feel bad asking how to learn. It's just one of those deals. You just need to surround yourself with the right people, um, you know, are willing to teach you and willing to share information and, um, you know, use your network to try to find, you know, opportunities to hunt. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's tons of opportunity out there. So, uh, I would encourage everybody and anybody that has ever considered it to get involved because, um, you know, there's nothing to it. There's nothing else to do than mm-hmm. just take that and first that's step. That's one thing I appreciate about the hunting industry is there are a few bad apples out there in the hunting industry, but the majority of guys that are out there are great guys. They are more than willing to help. They'll sit down and mentor you and just teach you. And some of them will even let you borrow their equipment if, if you ask them. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. One of my, one of my best friends growing up, um, just recently got into bow hunting a couple of years ago. I'm, I'm 33. Um, and so he was probably, you know, it was just several years ago. So we were probably, you know, in our late twenties and he had just started for the first time and, uh, he actually had moved out of town and, and, uh, was living in, uh, the Carolina in uh, the Carolinas mm-hmm. over there and on the East coast. And, um, he, uh, you know, just a tough place to learn how to bow hunt for sure. Just not a lot of, not a lot of deer, not a lot of opportunity. And, um, he ended up coming back home for uh, Christmas break, and I took him out and got him his first deer with a nice. bow, and uh, it was pretty cool to see that excitement. And, and you know, I've been, you know, I try to, I try to be, you know, helpful and be a mentor to, to as many as many new hunters as I can, because that's what kind of keeps the sport moving forward. And um, it's fun. It's really, it's really rewarding to see that excitement, you know, and in, in the eyes of, of people that are just getting started in the sport. Cause you remember back to your days, you know, when you first got yep. started and you first had success and, and, uh, obviously that excitement doesn't go away, but it's just different yeah. when it is, you know, happens that for the first, first time. adrenaline rush hits you and you don't know what's happening to you. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get to share that with other people and just continue on the tradition through them, their families, and even your children, you just bring up your children that way. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say is your go-to hunting strategy in the Midwest? Is there a certain thing you prefer over others? Um, you know, we, we do a lot of, um, we do a lot of management on our properties. We plant a lot of food plots. Um, we run a lot of trail cameras, uh, as far as, you know, strategies for, for whitetails, I think a lot of it is surrounds, you know, the food sources, um, especially early and late season. And that's one of my favorite times to hunt when you can kind of get a deer on a pattern and get them, you know, get them doing, a, doing something on a regular basis. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, my, my, probably my favorite strategy is hunting the early season. Uh, that's when I've for sure, when I've killed most of my biggest deer, uh, you know, the rut is a great time to hunt, obviously, because the bucks are, you know, on their feet cruising, they're running around chasing those. Um, so your opportunity at shooting a, a mature deer may be greater during the rut. Um, but for targeting one specific deer, I, it can be extremely difficult during the rut. So I prefer, you know, the early and late season and, um, early season is just great because it's, 
fresh. The deer have been, you know, all summer have been kind of doing their thing. They haven't been messed with a ton, haven't been pressured. So they're kind of, their guards down They're uh, you know, they're, there's plenty of food. And so they're keying on their favorite food sources. And so um, mm-hmm. that can be one of the, one of my favorite time for kind of trying to lock down a pattern, a specific buck. Yeah. Um, in Georgia, we just kind of do whatever, but there are some people, don't get me wrong. They get out there, they manage, they have food plots, they have that one deer patterned and they know exactly when he's going to step out and they get the job done. Me personally, just being away from school, it's impacted that a lot. And I just, I try to hunt the food sources, but come October when those acorns starting to drop, it's it's game over in the fields. They, oh, they yeah. go to the woods and, and they hide. Yep. Yeah. I definitely have hunted areas like that in Missouri, you know, where we have big, just big Oak timber. And once the acorns drop, it changes a lot for sure. And, um, uh, you know, that, that's just tough, tough time when, you know, there's food readily available, you know, right by where they're bedding down and they don't have to come, they don't have to go far or move far for food. So that can be, that can be tough. Even if you do, you know, have food plots, like you said, I mean, they just, um, they may, you know, browse on acorns and work their way out of the food plots after dark. So it's just, that can be a mm-hmm. tough time for sure. Yeah. You could have a hundred pounds of corn sitting out there and they wouldn't touch it. If there's a nice sweet acorn sitting right there next to it. Yeah. Well, I think that's about all for today. If you, do you have any last thoughts you'd like to throw out there to anybody? Awesome. No, uh, I just, uh, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you having me on and, uh, just uh, want to let everybody know, look out, our new season of Full Strut will be dropping on on uh, March 22nd, so coming up here uh, pretty quick, and um, so check for check for that, kind of anywhere you kind of get your content. We release it on YouTube, social media, uh, Amazon Prime Video, it's, it's pretty much everywhere, so the best way to kind of keep in the loop is just follow us on Instagram, and, and uh, we're regularly posting Instagram, Facebook, whatever your social media network of preferences we're posting stuff on the regular basis and what's your instagram name for those who don't follow you uh at heartland bowhunter is heartland bowhunter and then mine is at michael hunsucker all right well thanks for joining us here today michael it was awesome talking with you and hopefully get you back on here some other time yeah great great talking with you thank you appreciate it Thanks for joining us on this episode of Part of the South Outdoors. Hopefully you'll come back and join us on the next episode. 